Did you miss us? We really did miss putting out an episode last week, but I guarantee you this will make up for it. We have two episodes in one. We have the wonderful Bethany Doyle, who's up first. She's going to be talking about Arts Walk and all the activities that you do not want to miss happening on April the 28th. They have a fantastic app for your perusal, and uh, you have a chance to win an iPad, so you need to stay tuned to figure out how to do that. If you need to uh, update your your technology, you could do that simply by going to Arts Walk uh, at the end of the month. We also feature Jen Brown. She is back talking about National Poetry Month and a really cool project that she and some Frostburg State University design students have in store for everybody in our region. So be sure to tune in and listen to that. And also, uh, she updates us on the One Act Play Festival, Coffee with the Writer, and uh, one of her favorite poets is coming to, to Frostburg in October. So uh, she gives us a little bit of information on that. And because it is National Poetry Month, she reads some beautiful poems by some authors who have sent them in. So it wouldn't be complete an episode with Jen Brown for Poetry Month without some poetry. So we hope you enjoy it. And uh, let us know uh, which one's your favorite. And if you happen to have seen the project which she talks about when it becomes available. So we'd love to hear some feedback from you, the listeners. Now, if you're not familiar, both Jen Brown and Bethany Doyle have been on our podcast before, and you can listen to their previous episodes on our website anytime you want. And that's recordtalklisten.com. There you can find all of our previous episodes from everybody, uh, well over a hundred. And then you can also uh, give us, drop us a line, send us an email, contact us, and you can also support the show if that's something you would like. Uh, We encourage that behavior highly. So let's get right into it. This is a long episode. Make sure to have a pen and a piece of paper handy, or maybe you have to listen to this over and over again, and that's okay too. So without further ado, here is Bethany Doyle and Jen Brown. Bethany, you're back. It has been a year, and I think that that's way too long. I agree. But um, you're back with really good um, news about the Arts Walk in Frostburg. Yes. It's coming, happening. Coming up April 28th. Yes. From 3 to 8 p.m. Downtown Frostburg. Don't miss it. No. And I hear that you've had like a record turnout of artists this year. Is that yeah. Right? So we have right now 52 artists signed up at 36 businesses and community locations. And we've also got um, over 75 musicians and performers lined up to grace us with their talents over the course of the day. That's pretty amazing. And so the official start of it is at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. But their activity, you're like this day is stacked with things. Oh, yeah. So like if you if you have any interest in any particular hobby outside of just staying inside because the weather's terrible, then this is definitely the event for you because there's something for everyone. Yes. So there's a 5K race that starts um, at 8 o'clock in the morning all through town. There will be a bunch of FSU alumni coming in to run for a cause. Good. Um, And then the Center for Literary Arts is having a coffee with the writer that morning from 10 to 12. And they always have really good coffee. Um, And then all of our programming kicks off at 3 o'clock and continues all through the day. Good. So, I mean, you have a, a wide variety of artists, I would imagine. You have like... Jewelry makers, soap makers this year, right? Like you've got just like yeah, tons of stuff. I mean, you know we've got 
the traditional mediums, kind of painting, photography. We've got pottery. We've got um, metal workers that specialize in things other than jewelry, mm-hmm. um, textiles. We've kind of got a little bit of something for every taste. Yeah, and woodworking, I hear, is a yeah. huge explosion this year. Oh, yes. So, so that's good. And you have a new gallery. Speaking of arts, art places, we have Sadie's, which is fantastic on Main Street. But then right next door, we have a new gallery. That's right. The Tall Door Gallery is opening. That's the home of CJ Mall's um, artwork. Nice. And that's at 89 East Main. So his grand opening is the Day of Arts Walk. And um, also, we're going to get a sneak peek of the new Wholesome Harvest Co op yes. at 30 West Main. Nice. There will be a bake sale inside. Come hungry. Yes. Buy lots of baked goods. That's right. Yeah. And then um, one of our vacant storefronts at 53 East Main is hosting an artist. And that um, we're inviting the public to come in and kind of reimagine the space. And I've heard that there may be a drop box, a little suggestion box for people to kind of give their input. What would they like to see in sure. downtown Frostburg? Sure. Or they might want to come in and check out the space for their own business. I thought that, that would be ideal, right? Exactly. Like, buy a piece of art and be like, Hey, I could, I could start something here. So that's always, that's always the case. And you have the ability to walk around on a beautiful day. Hopefully the weather will be beautiful. You can walk around and actually enjoy just the whole entire city of Frostburg. Right. And it's nice, especially because you've been inside a long time. This yeah. winter has drawn, gone on and on and on. So hopefully this will be get everybody to get out of the house and start to socialize and get outside. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of stuff for kids to do, too. Yes. So um, probably the biggest thing, there's a free family movie night at the Frostburg United Methodist Church. There will be free hot dogs, soda, and the best part, they're showing the movie Trolls, Very good. which I know has been a recent favorite yeah. for many households sure. recently. So get out, get some free hot dogs and That's right. watch a movie. That's good. Yeah. And then um, we've got a lot of kids' craft stations. There's one at the Frostburg Public Library from okay. 3 to 5. Nice. And they'll also be handing out free kids books during that. Oh, so cool. stop by and build your child's library. Yeah. Um, and then Evergreen Heritage Center, it has another craft station set up um, at a different location in town. We've got a big chalk station for kids to come and draw pictures. Nice. So yeah, lots for the kids to do too. So I know that this is a ton of information and if people want to actually plan their walk a little bit with their little ones or, you know, that do you have a whole schedule on your website? Yes. Yeah. So, um, all the artist bios, the schedule of events, um, is all on the website. And also the best way to get the most up-to-date information is to, um, check out our Facebook event because that's where things are kind of posted real time. Yeah. Exactly. It takes a little longer to get things up on the website. Sure. Um, do you have an app this year? Yes. So, um, the city of Frostburg is going to be announcing, um, their newly created app. And within the app um, is a whole section on Arts Walk. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, that'll have a map of town. It has the artists and their bios and kind of the schedule of events. And the part that I'm most excited about, we have built three photo-based scavenger hunts. Nice. Within that. So um, one of them is just a general downtown public art kind of hunt. Sure. Another one is centered around the artists that will be appearing in um during Arts Walk, and then the third is a business-centric hunt. So the prize is um, the person who wins the most points overall will win an iPad. Wow. Yes, that's a very big prize. Yeah. 
And then um, for the winners of each individual hunt, we've put together gift baskets with um, gift cards and coupons and items from um, the local artists that are participating in Arts Walk and from the businesses downtown. That's fantastic. Yeah. So if you have a very tech-centric kid or you yourself are very tech centric and just still get you out of the house. You can still use your app and, and maybe win some amazing prizes like an iPad. That's right. Yeah. Bring a backup charger, make sure, sure your phone's on a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> and take some really good photos and participate. That's right. It's fantastic. Well, I know that you are leaving Frostburg first in good hands and yes. you're moving on with your career and we would like to wish you a congratulations and good luck moving forward. Thank you. And hopefully your new position will allow you to come onto the podcast more frequently and you can more than every year. I think that <laughs> we need to up that. I That's think. right. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe we'll talk for next arts walk. Great. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get to play a little hand in planning that one. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. Well, thank you, Bethany, for coming and and check out the app and go to the website and the Facebook page and we'll have all the links on our website. That's right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Jen, happy uh, Poetry Month. Well, happy National Poetry Month to you. Thank you very much. So um, since it is Poetry Month, you have a pretty exciting project that you've been trying to work on, but Mother Nature is just not cooperating. It's true. Um, you know, you, you can't fool Mother Nature, and you also can't rely on her to treat you kindly sometimes. No. Especially this spring. My goodness. Right. We don't really know what what season we're in. <laughs> sometimes it feels like November. Sometimes it feels like August. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, they say that that uh, Maryland is is American miniature, right? So yes. it's also you know the tundra and the South all at the oh, same time. God. It was terrible. This past week, it was ninety degrees on a Saturday. Cut to Monday, it was like forty, mm-hmm. and then yesterday, thirty two. Right, snowing with snow with snow. So I mean, it just can't make up its mind, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like back to the poetry underfoot, which is what we're talking about. Right. Um, Mother Nature has not been nice. So, um, so the project, uh-huh. right? Uh, we we alluded to it the last time we did. That I was here, uh, and I think at this point, uh, because the weather has been so iffy, and we mm-hmm. haven't actually been able to make the project happen yet, um, that we should just talk about it so that I people so. know sure. what what they should or what they will encounter, because the project is still happening as soon as I have two days without precipitation. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So coming your way in May. Um, so the way that Poetry Underfoot is is working, and, and again, this is a project that's sponsored by the Allegheny Arts Council. Uh-huh. Um, we, we got a creative placemaking grant from them to support this work. And it's based on uh, a project that was done in, um, in Boston by Mass Poetry called Raining Poetry. Okay. And I know that videos of that project went around for a while on social media, uh, so people might have kind of seen it in action without quite noticing, I guess. But um, the premise of the project is that um, we take, so we had uh, poems submitted by local poets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I put a 150-mile radius on uh, the submission deadline or the submission guidelines. So the local and regional poets uh, we selected 10 poems. Okay. Uh, and so, so we have, we have the work of course. And then those poems were excerpted, 
Uh, so we kind of broke them down into smaller portions. Mm-hmm. And students in Susan Dodge's uh, graphic design classes at Frostburg uh-huh. uh, designed like topogra- typography projects to go with the poems. Okay. So if you have, um, you know, a, a, here's here's an excerpt for a poem, and instead of just having it in, you know, Times New Roman or whatever, mm-hmm. the students designed appropriate typefaces for, for the, for the, the tone of the poem. Exactly. Nice. Um, and in some cases they've put, uh, you know, also like images with the poems, although they're very simple. Sure. So um, those are turned into stencils uh-huh. and uh and then the stencils are going to or when, when they happen uh-huh. uh the stencils will be put on sidewalks and sprayed with a hydrophobic coating right now hydro- hydrophobic refers to rabies but it also refers to um you know shedding water sure sure so um so basically what happens then is that where the where the spray has been applied Whenever it rains, it will stay like Dry. regular sidewalk color, yeah. uh, and then the rest of the sidewalk around it will darken. Right. Uh, so it will be kind of like seeing invisible ink, right? Which is super cool. Which is super cool. So it's like you know you'll just be walking along on a rainy day, and all of a sudden on the sidewalk in front of you there will be this this poem where there wasn't a poem before. Right. Or I should say this stanza where there wasn't a stanza before. Cool. And uh, the logo that w- uh, one of Susan's students also designed. Uh, will direct viewers to the um, Center for Literary Arts webpage. Oh, nice! Uh, and so that will kind of let people know who's who's responsible for this for this graffiti. So as you're were. not Banksy. You do want some acknowledgement. <laughs> well, I mean, I just don't want people to be um, like utterly confused. By right? The yeah, 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 totally. Um, but uh, so so also, it's my intention, uh, you know, because part of the work of the center is that we want we want to make sure that we're broadening an audience for poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to put these in places where people aren't necessarily expecting to encounter poems. Right. Like right outside of your building. Yeah. People might expect to, and you know, run into some sort of literary art. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. But you know, in, in front of some mailboxes in Lona Koning, they might not necessarily um, expect to run into a poem. Right. Uh, and not that that's necessarily one of our locations, but anyway, um, right. so no, no spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers. So, you know, I kind of just want people to be going about their ordinary lives and then, and then here's a poem. Right. But um, it's, I think it's going to be really impactful only because you do get caught up in the minutia of day-to-day life. Right. And then you happen to see, and you're like, ugh, it's raining or, oh, I got caught in a rainstorm. And then look at this. This is something I would have never noticed. And it, it right. kind of just breaks up the monotony of the day. Exactly. And and I love that on, you know, an ordinary dry day. Sure. They won't see anything. Right. You know, it's completely invisible. So when weather and a weather event happens, which can be kind of like, ugh, right. you know, then you that that's the only time you'll see it. So it's a little bit of uh, brightness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you've 10 poems. I, um, well, I actually have 11 poems, 11 poems um, because, okay. so I, I commissioned 10 poems and the project was, uh, uh, the project was written for 10 poems. And then, um, the, the ever lovely Stephen Dunn, um, gave us 
a poem to use. Nice. Uh, just offered it to us. So, um, so really, I have eleven counting Stephen. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a countywide project, so it it's not just going to be in Frostburg and Cumberland. Although right. I'm, I'm sure they will appear in those vicinities, but it's also could be in Lonaconi or it could be, you know, in Western Port. Right. So right. I mean that that's so it's not just into the, in the metropolitan areas that you're going to experience this poetry underfoot. Exactly. Um, so Little Orleans yeah. and, you know, all, all sorts of places around the county. Good. Um, as long as there are sidewalks. Of course, there are lots of areas that are non, non-municipal that don't have sidewalks. Right, right. But as long as there's a flat space that looks like a sidewalk, there might be exactly. a piece of poetry in it. So go out for a walk on a rainy day. Yeah. Keep, now keep you have the reason out. to get out of the house when it rains. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, I mean, that's great. So, I mean... Do you have any poems that you could maybe share some stanzas, maybe to get some, uh, pique some interest? <laughs> I, I would be happy to do that. Sure. Um, so one, uh, actually the first one I have here uh, is uh, by a poet named Jonathan Treese. And uh, Jonathan was also a participant in our Walk, Read, Write project. Yes, that was uh, last year's project, last which year. was really successful. Such such a neat thing. Um but so he sent us this this poem called Different Seasons. My spring passed like a fox's tail through the fence, and summer's sun lengthened fish and darkened berries. By the time you came, cooler winds were prevailing in my October state of mind. But I swarmed like a drone, your body the hive and blood warm honey. Or I was a flannel gray moth, and you a red comb of amaranth. Then we were changed together in the warm dusk of June, when the greater and lesser bodies of heaven moved above us without concern. Spectacular. It is. It's so good. So beautiful. I mean, this is one of my highlight episodes of the year is when you come on and read poetry, (laughs) because it's something that people don't do normally and it's it's nice to just be able to put a podcast on maybe be folding laundry and just listening to a beautiful poem is like really appealing in in my ideal world I guess of people (laughs) listening to this show but I it was such a highlight people loved it last year and it was something that they didn't necessarily experience I mean they love the idea of poetry Mm -hmm. but uh going and buying a book of poems might not be something that is high on their priority list sure so it's nice to just be able to listen to somebody express create this world for you very quickly right and then give you something to think about you know and this poem uh as soon as I saw my spring passed like a fox's tail through the fence yeah like oh that's perfect because that's what spring does he does he did such a good job with it yeah um and you can see that. I mean, the, yeah, absolutely. So that's great. Um, so he actually has two poems in uh, Jonathan has two poems in this project. Uh, we we permitted the the sending of three, and uh, he sent us three, and we took two of them. Good. So actually, here's a um, another one that has a uh, an, an animal in it. Uh, this one is called Wildlife by Jerry Lefemina. Okay. Uh, and the the poem begins. <clears throat> The city warns that coyote have been sighted, broaching a few neighbors' yards. Scat and paw prints discovered come dawn. They must be hungry and desperate, 
trembling in the shadows beyond the back porch, the way a secret lover once arrived on summer nights. How much excitement in the romance, right there next door to the gossipy so-and-so, with her wannabe perfect lawn, her Jesus loves you bumper sticker. The moon like a lit lamp through a curtained window. I hear yowls in the wind, or else it's the echo of radio song, some crooner with his torch, his inevitable hurt. The coyotes may be in heat, it's March, after all, so food and love have been scarce for months. The motion light floods the yard momentarily. The apple branches shiver in winter's last gusts like a pilgrim. No one and nothing approaches my porch anymore. Relentless and close, something yips, systolic, diastolic, well toward dawn. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I like that one too. Yeah. And who wrote that one? That one's Jerry Lefemina. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. And Jerry actually, uh, I didn't say this to you before, but Jerry has a, a new book of poems out called The Story of Ash. Um, he's going to be reading at Main Street Books on the 30th of, of this the, month. Of April. Perfect. Yep. Of April. So you can catch him at uh, Main Street Books. Nice. The, at the end of the month. All right. So here is. Um, this is called Lupin Mm -hmm. by Mike Weddle. Look away before you see too much. Curling vapor foam expelled snarling from the fist size nose and the beasts panting hanging tongue and jowl is there to obscure. Look away. It clings to the silvered glass the mirror of the mind, the looking glass, where imagination puts image, where we pretend to be more than what we are. Look away before the glinting light in the werewolf eye reveals yourself, before you lose your hiding place between the bones of the head. For me, it's too late. But under the silver moon, this stalking, pacing, solitary being will not turn his back on companionship if you are too foolish to look away. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. And I think that, I think that Mike, uh, again, this Lupin by Mike Weddle, um, I think that Mike submitted this because I was referring to hydrophobic paint. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it gave him an opportunity to be uh, a little playful. Sure, absolutely. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, these are great. So I have, how many submissions did you get? Because these are really excellent. I can only imagine that there was a ton of um, really amazing poetry that there got was. submitted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I hate to say I don't know the number. I don't remember the number offhand. Um, we did have to reject some submissions. Yeah. And, um, it, which, which hurts. <laughs> you well, know, cause like, it, well, I think it hurts because... Um, as an author yeah. and a poet, sure. you know what that feels like. Right. And um, it just wasn't correct for the project, but doesn't mean it wasn't valid mm-hmm. and heard. Right. So. right. Um, but, you know, we had we had such strong submissions. So right. um, so that was that was a treat, too. Right. We're yeah. Happy with all the ones we uh, we accepted. That's good. But um, I don't know, maybe one or two more. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. So let's see here. This is find it 
is a poem called Indiana by Hiram LaRue. And Hiram is, bless him, right at the border of that uh, that regional deadline. Oh, yeah. Um, or regional uh, like Area. De- demarcation. Sure. Right. Um, so he just squeaked in, which was great. Um, so anyway, this is his Indiana. Uh, so much of what was is now only so. So much that's clear today seems like leaves dangling long ago, gone for good faces seem to stay, in sounds of where, when childhood skies speak low, those fishtail grins of longing, a blurry thatch or tractor's bloom, with hardly nights at all, but buckets glow." How did such cupboards come to be? How did pollen twigs become my circle, my story patch, my holy tree, my trumpets of hay? How did kitchens that were never near make such always time that buckles back my hopes, my wants, my bees? So good. I say that about every poem and I know that. (laughs) But I mean, it's just... It's beautiful. I mean, it just captures a moment in time and then expressing that is, mm-hmm. so I, I don't have the mind for it, but I definitely appreciate it. And it's, it, and it does make you kind of like stop and then either, uh, connect with it in some way. Cause you've either felt that way before or not, or being like, wow, that's an, that's a interesting way of looking at it. And I right. hope I have an experience like that. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and just, I mean, the, the, the sound of it, right. The language. Absolutely. Uh, such a pleasure. Uh-huh. Uh, and I mean, I think that that's part of my joy too. Anytime I read a poem is, uh, because I insist that they be read aloud. Yeah. Uh, I just like having, having something voiced, uh, and, and being able to kind of slow down enough also to read it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's just always a, it's a pleasure. Yes, that's the key. You have to slow down and read it and maybe several times. Right. Because you might miss something or the cadence might not be right in your head. And then when you speak it, it sounds completely different than what you've actually maybe read Mm -hmm. or you glean a little bit. Yeah, but you do have to slow down. Yeah. That's tough in these fast paced times. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. So while you're folding the laundry, read a poem aloud to yourself. You should. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or there's probably a poetry podcast. I would imagine yeah. there are some poetry podcasts yeah. um, where you can just hear some beautiful poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. And and you can also find just recordings, um, you know, without, I mean, obviously we're supporters of podcasts. Yeah, but, sure. Um, but there are also just lots of great recordings on like the Poetry Foundation website. Yeah, and, and, oh yeah. Um, you know, so you can hear, you can hear poets voice things in their own voice. Yeah. Uh, which is also <laughs> sometimes surprising. Um, yeah. To, to hear, you know, to hear the voice of the person who wrote it. Because I think, it, like, say you identify with a poem <clears throat> and you, you yourself read it aloud, you might put emphasis on, em, emphasis on certain words sure. that the poet is not. Right. So, right. I mean, that's pretty interesting. Well, and so much, I mean, of, of course, right, as, as people who are interested in podcasts, yeah. uh, so much of a person is conveyed in the voice. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, to hear... I mean, to hear Sylvia Plath, for example, read her work, right, um, and her voice is just chilling, uh-huh. um, and and so to kind of get a sense of that that 
you know, that person behind behind the words. Right. I mean, it um, definitely adds an, an additional layer sure. that makes you either understand the work more or completely can turn you off to the work as right, well. Right. Which because I mean, that happens. I think you in your mind build it up and you think like, oh, this is great. And then you either hear an interview with the author or you hear the author speak or read the work and you're going, that's not at all how, <laughs> sure. how I connected with this. And maybe I, you know, so it makes you second guess maybe a little bit. Right. But again, it's all creativity. It's part of it. And that's, it's an art form in and of itself because it does create all of these different angles you can look at it from. Right. Well, okay. So, how about uh, because because Stephen Dunn was kind enough to yes, give us uh, yeah. to give us the use of a poem. Um, I hope that he'll forgive me for also reading this one. Um, so, this is the Invisible Man Blues. Okay. And when I told him about the project, he said, "Oh, I have the one to give you because the Invisible Man Blues. That seems right for poems that are Invisible. apparent and and not apparent." Right. Um, so, I appreciated that. So this is uh, The Invisible Man Blues by Stephen Dunn. If I were invisible, I might want to inhabit the privacies of certain rooms, hang around before the bank closed, linger in a shower stall until you disrobed. I could easily leave any scene unseen. But where to go? And would you dare join me, become my conspicuous one? I'd be the slippery criminal, you the accomplice they'd catch with the goods. A song might begin, sad, unmelodious, ours. It would say how unfair the world could be to those who couldn't hide. It would say how lonely things can be for those who can't be seen. I'd no doubt start to see the invisible were everywhere. Walking the streets, sitting with others at meetings and meals, spoken through, around, not to. The song takes on grit, hurts the both of us, but I think I'll forever hear it, evidence of a privilege I no longer want. I mean, who doesn't want to be invisible sometimes? Right. I would not want to be the accomplice in that situation, I'm just saying, because I think that you know, I guess if you were invisible, could you, you could come to jail and like give me a file and, <laughs> but no, cause right. you couldn't do that because you need me to go and do all those things for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the better just to be seen and show up with the cake right. with the file. In with it. the file. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. But that's great. That's perfect yeah, for those perfect. projects. It's perfect. Um, right. yeah. And you know, it's, it's of course, you know, I, I can see it, but you can't. Um, but looking at this, looking at, at the poem on the page, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it's really an example of, of the beauty of the comma. Oh, yes. Right? That, like, a song might begin sad, unmelodious, ours. <clears throat> Each of those words has a, you know, it's broken with a comma. Yeah. Um, and and the, the stopping of the line mm-hmm. with the comma uh, contributes to it being unmelodious. I just think it's, it's so elegant. It's very layered, that poem. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think if people were to find these poems, mm-hmm. it would be great because it, it's so unexpected. And even if they just get portions of these particular poems, right? Um, it's it's going to be pretty magical. I think. I I hope so. I mean, yeah. I if if one person happens upon a 
a portion of a poem and is just, you know, gobsmacked by it. Sure. Then, or even just puts a smile on their face. <clears throat> sure. Sure. And then says, and tells tell all your friends, like, if you see this, you should, you should tell people about it because right. that's, the, that's the purpose mm-hmm. is to have a bigger and greater impact than, or you could keep it as your own little secret. Right. Yeah. You know, pe- people have their, people have their motives and their desires. This and, is true. Yeah. 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 But if you find it, you should, uh, should enjoy it. Wish for rain, or you can dump a bucket of water on it, and then you people we can see it for a period of time. It's true. We could do it like a little tour, but yeah. but before, magic trip. Before you wish for rain, wish for two, two days, days without precipitation. We will do that. We will put out good vibes for two days without precipitation, so that you can um, put your hydrophobic paint down. That's right. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, so the twenty eighth of April. Yes. It's a huge day in Frostburg. It It is becoming more and more of a huge day. Which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the weather is nice. Um, right. But you have coffee with a writer. We do have coffee with a writer. With Lowell Ducker. Yes. And he has a uh, a book coming out. Or is, is it is it out? It's already out. I've, okay. I've held it in my very hand. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful cover. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. Good. Uh, so the book is called For All Waters, Finding Ourselves in Early Modern Wetscapes. Okay. So that's a lot. It I, is. I have a feeling it has something to do with water and uh, literature. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he is, um, so he teaches at, at WVU, um, he's an associate professor at WVU, and um so he says that his research interests include early modern studies, environmental criticism, and new materialism, especially actor-network theory. But in terms of this book, what mm-hmm. really is kind of important is sort of thinking about 16th and 17th century writing. Okay. Um, you know, think about Shakespeare. Think about how, um, how like, the idea of space, like, natural spaces and wet, wet spaces are represented uh, in the literature of the period. Okay. Um, and he's an, he's also uh, an eco critic, so he's definitely doing eco critical work okay. in this text. Um, I think that he will have some really interesting things to say. Uh, I mean, not only about Shakespeare and not only about eco criticism, but um, but about landscape and about water and about kind of our place in um, you know in swampy zones and and dry zones and things right. like that. Um I know that in his book he has a um a chapter on swamps. And uh as a lover of swamps, I was pretty excited to see uh to see a swamp chapter. Um but but again, I I think uh whatever your interest uh as a as a person who is not only made up of a lot of water but yeah. also probably uh you know pretty interested in water, uh I think that he he will um have some things to intrigue you well most people are drawn to water sure for relaxation purposes or just as like where you settle because that's life-giving water Mm -hmm. right um so i think it should be a very interesting uh chat with uh lol because you can ask him all these questions sure and i'm sure he'll be happy to chat Mm -hmm. so coffee with writer at 10 o'clock 10 o'clock 10 to noon 10 to noon and that's at the CLA. It is. Yep. On Main Street in Frostburg. 22 East Main Street. Okay. And uh, 
if you're done with that, then you can run a 5K, apparently. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of other stuff that um, that Bethany mentioned. Yeah. Um, there's there's actually another event, and okay. Bethany, Bethany probably didn't have this event when okay. she uh, when she was on or you know recorded with you. Um, so Jim Ralston, uh, James Ralston, okay. has a new book of poems out. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry that I'm not prepared. That's with, okay. With the title of the book, um, but he's doing a reading at the Tall Door Gallery, oh. uh, which is right next door to Sadie's. Oh yes, I mean that they're opening that weekend. Yeah, like yeah, they are opening. Okay, um, Tall Tall Door Gallery. Yeah, Tall Door Gallery. Uh, yeah. So uh, James Ralston is going to be reading from his new book of poems. Nice uh, that evening of the 28th. So there is so much. I it's jam-packed right. i would wear good walking shoes pack a snack and uh just enjoy everything because yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a great day it's gonna be really a lot of fun and there's like like she said activities for everybody but to kick everything off coffee with the writer absolutely you know talk about water and and then because it is poetry month this is not happening until october right october the 18th but one of your favorite poets is coming right to frostburg i am bringing her to frostburg um so so in 1992 mm-hmm. right just really quickly if i can geek out for a second absolutely um, take all the time you need to right, it, admittedly it might have been 1993 things are shady um <laughs> so i was in caliban's bookstore in pittsburgh near the carnegie museums and just picked up this book um called eve's striptease Mm -hmm. that's a great name why wouldn't you pick up a book called that exactly right and it's got this the image on the cover it's a black and white cover and it's got this like garment sort of floating through the air and um and so i picked up this book and and the poems in it just knocked me over right i mean her 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 work is beautiful the poet's name is is julia kasdorf um, and so I kind of, you know, like, like I said, I've been carrying this book around with me for years and every now and again, it's like, you know, there's some, some books that you just kind of go back to and sure. read and reread, you know, every spring for a while I was rereading the spring chapter of Annie Dillard's book, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. And, you know, just, we have these things that we keep going back to as touchstones mm-hmm. and, and, and experience differently as we age and stuff like that. So, um, so this book has, has really held up for me and, um, and through a kind of happenstantial uh, occurrence, mm-hmm. um, because even you know, even though I have this job at the Center for Literary Arts, and one of the pleasures of it is that I get to um, you know bring people to read to Frostburg, I don't always think about inviting people to read. Right, even the, even these you know poets and authors whom I love, like sometimes it just doesn't hit me. That um, you have the power to do that? Right, that I have the ability to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> so it just didn't, it didn't, I didn't think about Julia Kasdorf. And then, um, so her name came up in, in this sort of non-CLA related way. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, right, <laughs> Julia Kasdorf. Um, so I contacted her, I sent her this email um, that was admittedly a little fangirly and Okay, also a lot fangirly, and <laughs> um, and so she agreed to come read, and uh, so she'll actually be in Frostburg on the eighteenth of October, uh, and she will be here. What time do I know? Um, she might be here. Oh 
Yeah, 7.30 in the evening. 7.30, nice. Um, on the 18th of October. Cool. Um, but what's really cool, too, is that she, the book that she has out, she has a book coming out with the photographer Stephen Rubin. Okay. And um, so Rubin is also going to come to Frostburg. Fantastic. And he's going to hang uh, some of his photos on campus. He's also going to meet with... Um, uh, some of the photography students at, at Frostburg while he's nice. here. So not only do I get Julia Kasdorf. But you get a great photographer as but well. But I get a great photographer yeah. as well. Um, and, you know, as a person who's also interested in photography, like that's just the most exciting little bonus. So it's like a bonus. double whammy of awesome. For right, you. pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I think it will be a double whammy of awesome for everybody, for everybody, right? Yeah, Anybody yeah, yeah. who comes along. Um but uh, I cannot contain my excitement about this particular event. So um, so that's coming up in October. It's something else to look for. Yes. Um, so I'm excited about this because <laughs> I think anytime you can, uh, you have the ability, like you said, to say like, oh, I can reach out to these authors and see if they want to come in. That's great. You right. should do more of that. Right. I think that that's one of the perks of the job, right? I, you know, I'm lucky uh, and I have... Uh, I have been able to to do that and have some have some similar emails out now that Good. I'm waiting, waiting for responses on. <laughs> um, so there there could be some even more exciting news coming soon related to people who are going to come read in Frostburg. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I'm also excited about is the One Act Play Fest, and yes. you have ten days to submit your One Act plays. For those of you who are procrastinating and waiting to the last moment, it's kind of like taxes; it just has to be stamped, you know, and in the mail. Right. Just send your one act, please, because I think it's great. And that event is now November the 10th at the Palace. It is. Yeah, we, we moved it back uh, yeah. to facilitate having uh, theater students be mm-hmm. more fully participants. Right, right. Um, and, you know, we've, we've gotten plays in. Uh, we had a play in from Israel. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I which, saw is, that yeah. which is super exciting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from all over the place, I think the most recent uh, play that I've seen came from Utah. Cool. Um. So yeah, just uh, send us send us your plays. Yes, yeah, send the plays. And then um yeah, if you want to be a reader of those said plays, yes. get in contact with with, with the CLA. They'll be more than happy to hand you a stack of one X. <laughs> um Jen, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, always. And uh and happy poetry month. Oh, thanks so much. I hope I hope that you read some more poems over over laundry or whatever. Absolutely. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, whatever whatever task you want to get through. We hope this helps. That's right. <laughs> thanks, Jen. Oh, thank you. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, be sure to head over to our website and that's recordtalklisten.com. Now you'll find direct links to everything mentioned in today's show. While you're there, make sure to uh, maybe subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. We are pretty much on every major platform for you to listen to podcasts. So Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Podcast Republic, Stitcher, the list goes on and on. But we have direct links there on our website. You can check that out. And we love to hear from you, the listener. So send us an email at recordtalklisten at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at RTLpod, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash recordtalklisten. If you want to join the group, the people who listen, we highly suggest you do that. Um, We have great discussions, posts in there, people interact, and it's a lot of fun. So be sure to join that if that's something that interests you. Um, Let's see. The guys from Relish Pod 
are going to be gracing the airwaves again. If you haven't listened to their latest episode, I highly suggest that you do that. And you can find them on iTunes, Podcast Republic, Google Play, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere. And uh, they have a great website for recipes of things that they talk about. And you should check that out for sure. And that's relishpod.com. And they should be, uh, they'll be in studio next week. So hopefully we'll get another great episode out of Mark and Tim. So be sure to tune in for that up and coming. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much. <laughs>